struts like John Wayne, resembles Jim Carrey, and dresses like he's visually impaired. Because he is Insight. Insight with Mark Farrell on the Progressive Radio Network. 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 Yes, Thursday in New York City and wherever you are, of course. Hey, it's Mark Farrell. Hope you are well and what a great and grand weekend ahead of us. The unofficial start of summer. This weekend, Memorial Day. Bring it on, I say, my friends. We need the sunshine. We need life outdoors. We need everything to resume. We're dropping masks left and right. The death rate is down substantially. And guess what? Able to breathe a little bit more. Yes, more comfort, right? Great show coming your way. My name is Mark Farrell. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. The show is Insight on the Progressive Radio Network. Shine Music Festival. Have you heard of it? Have you read about it? Well, if you haven't, hold on. It's a no-barriers, one-day festival, totally accessible for every disability under the sun, for the 55 million persons who are disabled. No, it can't accommodate 55 million people. This year it can't, but maybe in the future. But it's totally free as well. Happening in Denver, Colorado on August 8th. You're going to meet the Shine Music Festival Executive Director. She's actually an inclusion architect. How cool is that? Inclusion architect. Yeah, that means you and me are included. (laughs) Uh, Her name is Sean Satterfield. She's very cool. We'll meet her in a few minutes. We're going to be talking about how you persevered. How you maintain your sanity through all this crazy, crazy debacle. That we call COVID. Did you reinvent yourself? Um, all, all different aspects of COVID. And, and what's the takeaway for you? And this is pretty cool. Just got an email yesterday that Chris Bosch, two-time NBA champion, 11-time All-Star. Oh, yeah. And by the way, Olympic gold medalist is going to be on the show in a couple weeks. Psyched about that. He's got a new book called Letters to a Young Athlete. I think that's available... June 1st, yeah. And huge year for Chris. Class of 2021 NBA Hall of Fame. Yeah. So NBA champion, producer, performer, author, has his own record label, Daddy Jack Records. He's got his own nonprofit. I mean, this guy is on fire. (laughs) Very cool. And the book, I've only seen some excerpts about it, but it looks very interesting because... It's 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 more of a like what he's learned from basketball, from legends playing with uh, Kobe, LeBron. And I'm not a huge basketball fan. I don't dislike it. I just never played it much because of my eyes. So I never really got into it. I think it's a, a beautiful sport to watch. I love the team aspect, the flow of it, the fluidity when it's on, it's right. It just works so well. And of course, the acumen. These guys are just I mean, at all levels. Grade school, high school, college. Once you get to college, it's just a different ballgame. Sorry to pun there. But, and then a pro level, these guys, they make it look so simple. So simple. When LeBron had the ball, and and, and certainly uh, when Chris Bosh was part of the Miami Heat, and that's where he retired from, they were just smooth. They Again, they made it look so easy. And so the book is about all the lessons that he learned aside from basketball. Of course, you know, the rigorous lifestyle, the training, the mental aspect, you know, the right attitude, the commitment, the flow, um, and the journey. 
you know, through his eyes. So it's going to be cool to read about how his career shaped who he is on and off the court uh, and what, what greatness feels like. I mean, hey, we all feel great, right? We have days where we feel like we are totally on top of our game. And that's an incredible, priceless feeling. I love that. And then there's the other days. <laughs> I had, yesterday was one of my other days, and I had to host two events. Actually, one of them was a webinar uh, that went well. It was an hour-long uh, interview that I do on camera. And then the other one was a talk I gave for an hour for a high school, which went exceptionally well. And it's funny because I said to my daughter, Dad, she's like, uh, Dad, you don't seem like yourself today. I'm like, ah, you know, I'm really tired. I did a 30-mile ride in the morning at 6.30 in the morning, which is nice because I love cycling, um, and I'm getting out there early in the morning on the road. Uh, but that and just a few other things that came down the road, the literal uh, road and pike yesterday in terms of work and stuff, I was just like, oh, man, it's just not a great day. But she's like, well, how are you, how you going to do your work today? I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll just get into the right mindset. I did a little exercise, some push-ups, some wall squats, and she's like, that's going to help you? I'm like, believe it or not, it changes your energy. And when I want an energy change, a flow difference, that's what I do. So it's kind of cool to see, uh, to look forward to what his book is going to entail in terms of, you know, when, what maybe worked for him, Chris Bosch, when things weren't that great. Because everybody can't be on their A game. When you are a, a legend, part of a legendary movement like the Miami Heat, I mean, yeah, everyone kind of picks up the slack for another guy. Uh, when you're at work when you're not feeling that great or one of your colleagues isn't working that great. Yeah, you help out a little bit more. You do what it has to be done to get the job done. And hopefully not just at a par level. You want to make it at a supreme level or whatever you need to do to get through the day. <laughs> so looking forward to having Chris Bosch. Hopefully uh, you are as well. Uh, NBA Hall of Fame, man, that's so cool for 21. I mean, with his book out this year, he must be doing cartwheels. I know he's living in Texas now. That's where he's from. I went to college there for a year uh, before going pro, but uh, I'm really excited to meet him. Uh, I wish he could be in person. The guy is 6 feet 11. Oh, man. 6 feet 11. I'm 6'3", and I'm going to look tiny next to him. Tiny. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. Uh, of course, the Progressive Radio Network is based in New York City, in Midtown, 34th Street. Beautiful part of the city. I mean, you have MSG. You have just countless things there. The city that never sleeps is starting to look like the city that never sleeps because things are lifting. And it's starting to really feel like the city I've known and loved for 30 years. 24-hour subway service has returned. And that, obviously, I'm sure if you're not living in a city, it's not a big deal to you. But you have to understand that's a real telltale sign of that the city's coming back full-blown because 24-7, 365, the city operates. Buildings, restaurants, bars, uh, utility companies, you name it, have to operate. People, not all people, can and want to own cars. And of course, with a city during the day, or actually uh, not during the day, at nighttime, which has, I believe it's up to 7 million people, during the daytime, it's like 14 million, I believe. So the city uh, has to rely on mass transit, especially the subway, to get these vital workers to and from work each and every day. Yes, through the pandemic, 
these people were still coming to work, the majority of them. Not because I wanted to. Some, I'm sure, wanted to. But because they had to. All of us had to go to work. Maybe work was in our living room or in our bedroom. Or if you're lucky to have an office in your home. But to them, you know, not having the subway was crippling. Yes, uh, there were certain uh, allocations made and uh, they made up for it in bus service and car services and some companies offered Ubers and things of that nature, car services. But, you know, it wasn't easy for them by all means. And, and we owe them a debt of gratitude. And I've uh, on my other radio show, a rock station I work at, every time I'm on the air, I thank the essential workers, the first responders. And I'm still going to do that every time because this should never be something that's like, ah, yeah, it's over with. Let's move on. No, we have to learn from this and always be thankful and grateful to the people who came out every day to help people who were ill, people who died, people who suffered and survived. They put their life on a line. Whether it was a food delivery person, EMS driver, police person, fireman, nurse, doctor, aide, if you clean bedpans, if you mop floors in a hospital, you are a vital part of the system that made it work. Yeah, you may feel like a cog in the wheel sometimes, and who doesn't feel like a cog in the wheel of life from time to time? But know that if you are one of those people, Mark Farrell and millions of other people like myself will never, ever forget you, and we thank you. And people are living again. People are smiling again. People are laughing again because of you. And, of course, other moving parts as well um, that are essential. But real struggles definitely still exist. Financial, huge, whether you have a job, you had to take a new job that doesn't pay as much, you're out of work, your unemployment is soon to run out, which I'm not exactly sure uh, when that's going to be. The mental health component. You know, I gave a talk yesterday, as I mentioned, and um, it reminded me of an Indian, actually a Native American proverb that loosely goes along the lines of like a person is made up of four rooms, a physical, a spiritual, emotional, and I forget the other room, the fourth room. Maybe not that important. Of course it's all important, but I just forgot it. So it's important to visit those rooms each and every day, if only to open the door to air them out. If not, you are not a complete and whole person. I love that proverb because it's true. Because we just focus on what we need to get done, how to get through the day, to get home, to make dinner for the kids, to have a drink for yourself, kick off your shoes, take your bra off, your mask off. Thankfully, the mask uh, hopefully doesn't last for that much longer. Actually, in New Jersey, it's Friday, tomorrow. And to just... Relax. So um, it's tough. I mean, without a COVID epidemic, it life is tough. You know, and of course, you're dealing with the impendent loss of life significantly down, thankfully. Yay! Um, but possibly you lost somebody. I lost my good friend Ignacio Ortega. And we were fortunate enough to all get together, his immediate family and some friends, last weekend. And it was really, really nice. I hadn't met his immediate family for the two decades that I've known him. But I miss my buddy. He's a good man. 
in construction, an engineer for the Port Authority of New York. Just loved what he did. You ever meet somebody who just like oozes what they do? That's kind of me with what I do. But it, I love it. He was in construction. He was working on 9-11, the rebuild of the Freedom Tower. Every project that he's on just loves it. And what made my day really, really special, and remembering my friend last weekend at the memorial slash luncheon, was that his sister asked me to say a few words at this restaurant. And, you know, I only know like two or three people there, and I got up. And I tried to incorporate the stories because we had so many stories, me and Iggy. Um, some of them I could not share at that table or at that setting, but incorporate stories that I knew of people who I met, who I knew through Iggy, that I could incorporate story-wise. And so I did the best I could. And I said, you know what? He lived and died his own way, on his own terms. And you can't fault somebody for that because it's their life. He wasn't married, didn't have any kids, so it's not like he didn't go to the hospital to save his own life so he could be a provider, to be there for his wife, for his kids. Nope. He thought he could beat it. He thought he could beat it. A lot of us thought we can think we can beat things. But anyway, it was just great to be around people, to celebrate that person in common that I loved, they love, etc., so that was very nice. But so going back to the, the struggles, you know, this is the wake. I think we're entering the wake of the COVID pandemic. And um, there's a lot to come. I think the mental health aspects are going to be a huge component, huge component, you know, for the next foreseeable future, two, three, four, five years easily. And I just urge you to don't deny yourself your feelings, because when you do, that's your mind, that's your system, your body saying, I need to purge, I need to vent, just like when you dream. Listen to those thoughts. Seek therapy. Get help. As a matter of fact, um, I had some guy over the house the other day helping me work on the pool. Real nice guy. He reminded me of kind of a Jack Black, a larger-than-life character. Good dude. We got along great. I bought him sub. We're drinking uh, Cokes together, hanging out. And he's like, man, you know, I've been uh, in AA, substance abuser, blah, blah, blah. I've cleaned up my life for eight years now and da-da-da. I go to therapy. And if you looked at this guy and hurt him, he's gruff, nice guy. But you'd think that, ah, he'd be like, no way. He would poo-poo the idea of going into your room and spilling out your guts to someone. And he doesn't poo-poo it. He loves it. He embraces it. And I was just like, man, I, I applaud you so much for being in touch with who you are and who you want to be. And doing whatever you need to do to stay away from anything. Alcohol, substance, anything. Drugs, whatever. Good for you, man. And I told him what I do for a living. Besides radio, motivational speaker. I speak about mental health, drugs, and alcohol. All these things that I've experienced and suffered in life. So other people can benefit. Especially as a man. I said to him, especially for you. Look at you, man. Big burly man. You've waved that flag that you are proud of going into a room and sharing your thoughts, your demons, so you can stay healthy. Good for you, man. And uh, the guy was telling me, yeah, I like to, to, he's a big gamer. He likes metal music. And he's like, I just got to start, you know, working out. That's like the final component for me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you do. I said, but there's a lot of new evidence that supports that your mental health is benefited by gaming. 
yes, you can't overdo it. You can't do 10 hours a day. And I forget the limitations. Maybe it's like, I don't know, two hours a day, 90 minutes. I'm not sure. But there is, there is positive evidence that says it is good for you. All right, so we're going to have to leave it right there because I want you to meet Sean Satterfield. She is the executive director, the inclusion architect behind something that I read about that you're going to learn about momentarily that really just made my day, my month, and um, I'm really excited about it. And whether you can attend or not, uh, because they're located in Denver, Colorado, on August 8th, I think you should just take pride. And pride is not the right word. I don't know. Happiness. And knowing that an event has been created to allow people in wheelchairs, quadriplegics, blind, deaf, hearing impaired, you name it, a home for them. So they too can enjoy music and be in the outdoors, not to be secluded in some far off seating area for the disabled or the H word, the handicapped. This is Sean Satterfield in an interview I recorded the other day. I am so psyched to say that the Shangri-La of festivals has been born. Yes, the Shine (laughs) Music Festival happening in Denver, Colorado. Not our neighbors for our New York City listeners, but Sunday, August 8th, head to Denver, Colorado, hang out with Sean Setterfield, an inclusion architect and the mastermind behind Shine Music Festival. Sean, welcome. Well, thanks for the great intro, Mark. (laughs) Well, this is just terrific. This is an Eden for anybody with a disability. Of course, you don't have to have a disability, but you have created a place, an event where there are no barriers. Exactly. We literally went step by step and just um, thought about anything that would prevent someone from going. And um, that includes cost. So this event will be free for all. Free. When do you hear that word? I know, but you know, you can't say you're going to remove all barriers and then leave one of the biggest ones, you know, people with disabilities. Yeah. It's 70%. The biggest impediment for a person with a disability. Exactly. 55 million people with disabilities in America um, and growing that um, that is a huge, huge factor, preventative factor. So let's talk about uh, the genesis of this because uh, you are not a person with a disability. You are a person familiar, though, with adversity, and we're going to get to a lot of that. But it's something that kind of was in the back of your mind for a while, and something on social media set mm-hmm. off that light bulb. Yeah, it did. Uh, I happened to see a social media video of a street busker and a little girl, and the little girl um, happened to be blind and autistic. And um, it... it <sighs> It really hit me because it didn't dawn on me before. And as many concerts, I mean, that's my thing. I, I, I see concerts all over the world. And um, I felt a little, this guilt and this, just this uncomfortable feeling that it never dawned on me that, that music wasn't really accessible for all. And yet, it's, and, and yet music is something that has nothing to do with our outer shell. It connects with everyone. Did that reach back to you? Because when you were young, your mother who taught uh, back then it was termed an ugly term but mental retardation was her field so I guess you were exposed to differences early on exposed to differences but not in a not in an educational way right you know there as a child um, it, when you're when you're introduced to something that's unfamiliar to you um, if you don't have anything to to any 
any education or understanding of what it is, then uh, you don't necessarily, you know, react the way that you should. But that was basically the beginning of what would turn out to be uh, the, I say, the epiphany uh, multiple years later, decades later, which is going to be benefited by uh, 14,000 is the venue capacity, the Levitt Pavilion in Denver, which I'll have you explain later. But I think you want to keep it a little lighter, like less than 10, because you want people to have the freedom, the accessibility, of course, but the the ability just to spread out with ease, especially when you're having a festival, an all-day festival. It's the first one, the maiden voyage. You want to make sure it's executed perfectly. Exactly, exactly. So we, we're we going to cap it um, at most 7,500. So we're still kind of also watching how things are playing out, right? And um, as far as regulations go from CDC standards, and um, we are going to take that extra space um, because one of the things I, I, I think it's really important that I it kind of came to, again, every day, it's new things that I'm realizing, but Typically, when you go to an event, whether it's a baseball game or whatever it is, you see like this subsection, these people that are like pushed over into the corner and or, you you know, yeah, and you go or you go to the ball game and you see just rows of people in wheelchairs and you're like, well, 50 people in wheelchairs didn't come to the ball game together. They came with family and friends, but they're not allowed to sit with them. And so what we want to do is when I the whole entire venue to be accessible to all. So we're going to take the lawn and make massive pathways. Even if you're able-bodied, the lawn at a festival, that's, you know, that's chaos. So we're just going to have um, like sunrays of pathways throughout the entire lawn. And we couldn't do that if we had it at 14,000 capacity. And adaptive technology will play a vital role on that day. Tell us about that. Uh, this is my favorite part. Um, uh, so I have two different adaptive technologies uh, as it relates to um, the deaf or hearing impaired. And one of them is full body sound. And they've invented this device. There's a, a video of it. Uh, and it's, it's just this little patch kind of a thing. And it, it as I could hear, I, I have the ability, I'm thankful and grateful for my hearing. Um, somehow the the sound is inside your body the low it, frequency. Uh, everything all frequencies the guitar every little influence of the guitar strings and the keyboards and the vo vocals and it's all there so it's not just this loud bass you know that unfortunately where a lot of people who have um uh, are hearing impaired they stand in front of a loud speaker and all they do is feel the bass this is every influx of it now this isn't um, the thing that gwyneth paltrow invented six months ago is it <laughs> no 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 <laughs> no these <laughs> we could have multiple purposes yeah it's 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 really an amazing uh really device good. yeah and well, then the other one now we have another one called Feel the Beat. Um, is a uh, it's a dance studio, and they've actually created then this floor um, a portable version of it, and it has bone conducting oscillators underneath it, and um, and they it's a vibrational energy. So the first time I saw it, I was watching these little girls in their tutus and dancing. And when I walked in, there was no music, and it was because they were deaf and they were just simply feeling the energy through the floor. So um, it's going to be, we're going to have those set up and it's not just for people 
who have disabilities. Again, there it's this understanding. And, and if you see the video of me, the first time I ever put that device on, you know, my ugly cried. It was, it was not good because <laughs> um, it was overwhelming. And I think there's a great, there, it's just um, kind of expanding everyone's awareness and you kind of walk away from it being grateful for the abilities that you do have. Sean Satterfield, I imagine in the conception planning stages, even in the macro picture, you have a whiteboard and you have to write down, I'd say the most common disabilities that plague Americans. And how can you devise accommodations for them? Is that close to what took place? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, um, we've been really reaching out the last, um, uh, two years to various organizations in the community that support, um, different, uh, disabilities. And, uh, you know, we think we kind of have it down, right? So, you know, okay, we literally go finding out, finding out about the event, getting to the event, enjoying the event and leaving the event. And then we just take away abilities and what do we need? And so Braille, right? Or large print menus. We're going to have the first concert t-shirt with Braille on it. I think Stevie Wonder had a private show, but this is the first festival t-shirt with Braille. And um, by the way, yeah, yeah, it's it's super, it's really cool, and um, and then but there's it's constantly evolving. So we think we've got this 17-page document of all the different things we've done from an accessibility standpoint, and then you know you uh, last week I just didn't dawn on me that people with Parkinson's or with mobility issues can't have drink cups without lids. I mean, you know, so it. It, 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 it's constantly reaching out to these communities and having conversations with them and what are we missing? And so, you know, we add that to the list and we just keep on going. And then that's something you have to check with the venue because in their <laughs> era of conservation, they may not use lids typically at a venue nowadays. Yeah, well, they don't have them at all. So we are actually um, purchasing them and um, uh, providing them for the venue and any of the food trucks that would be there as well. Are these going to be reusable Shine Music Festival cups? Take home. I don't know. Uh, if we had the funds for that, that would be that was the original. It's definitely in there. It's a matter of uh, of whether or not we just need to use the disposable, um, eco-friendly mm -hmm. lids that will fit on the cups that the venue has, um, or if we're able to to provide something that's more you know reusable. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we're still we're still trying to figure out which one of those we're going to be able to pull off. So for our listeners who uh, own a uh, sizable company or even a small company or work for a sizable corporation, I imagine you welcome a corporate sponsor because 2020, you had to pull the plug on event, which maybe in hindsight was a better thing. Um, not then because you're probably so amped up, up about <laughs> having this festival. But now looking back, you're probably like, you know what? Now we had more time to get our ducks in a row and execute this the way you envisioned it. Yeah, 2020. It was, uh, you know, it was just the holding the breath, that part, you know, we got all ramped up, we were ready to go, we had our announcement video, and suddenly we were just dun, dun, dun. holding our breath. Yeah. And, um, and just, I mean, as a, I also, you know, own a for profit business, and I know what it was like, and how scary it was. And, um, and so, um, from all levels, we stopped, we stopped fundraising and, um, we did have some corporate sponsors lined up from last year. And unfortunately they didn't fare very well in 2020. And, um, so, uh, but we didn't know that until really kind of the beginning of this year. So, uh, yeah, we're in, 
we're in uh, really fast pace. Unfortunately, we spend a mass majority of our time, the entire board, just looking for funds right now. Um, and so we're really just ready to get this, get the funds taken care of so we can, we've, we use that whole extra time to make more and more and more plans. So now we're just ready to move forward. Sean Satterfield is my guest. My name is Mark Farrell. This show is Insight on the Progressive Radio Network. Welcoming you to the show and of course, welcoming Sean, the inclusion architect. I love that phraseology that I think you coined. I did. I did, which is crazy. <laughs> That should be part of your T-shirt, your concert T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, it just, it, it, it just, um, I, I was asked um, a, a, to give a descriptive title in an interview, and I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that is, and um, I spent like two weeks just <laughs> trying to come up with, and all of a sudden, you know, that came in my mind. I'm like, well, surely I've seen that somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And I spent hours looking and it didn't exist. And I'm like, this fully encompasses inclusion because that's what it, that's what shines about, including everyone. And one of the rock star was taken already. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Sean is the inclusion architect and mastermind behind Shine Music Festival happening in Denver on Sunday, August 8th. Two stages, not one, two stages. The headliner is phenomenal. The score, they're like Foo Fighters-ish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That kind of um, uh, general pop rock and roll that really fits with all, a lot of different genres, Bring right? On, baby. Yeah, yeah. So really in climate weather, is the venue in a amphitheater? It is all outdoors. Nice. Yeah. So this is rain or shine. Shine or shine. <laughs> Yes, it's gonna. We're 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 going for shine, one hundred percent shine all day. Are you having much success? I imagine you are with all the organizations you reached out to, Sean, about knowing uh, proper preparations, et cetera, to having them be your uh, conduit to say, "Hey, world, this is what's happening in July." I'm sorry, in August. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's been really great. Um, the one thing that we that I we have to acknowledge though is that um, most nonprofits are in um, in not great shape, right? They also had to stop fundraising, and then funds that they normally had maybe aren't there. And so, um, because this festival is just as much for them as it is for anyone else, in that they spend their whole careers working on making lives for people with disabilities better. So we're not trying to put a lot of that on them. We simply are, we work really hard and we get something together and, we sh and then we present it to them. Hey, will you quickly review and let us know if there's anything we need to do? But we're really not, we, we don't wanna add more to their plate. So we're here to support them just as much as we are to support the people and the communities that they serve. Well, how can they not? And myself, for an example, of course, we're on the East Coast in New York City here. But when I saw this on social media, I clicked immediately. And I'm not one of these bait people, not that this was bait, but I saw Shine Music Festival, a no barriers music festival. I'm like, I'm in. Where is this? Clicked red and contacted you immediately. But the reality is when you have a disability, whether it's a visual impairment like myself, to go to an event can be a struggle. But more importantly, not having music for 16 months, that is in the hopper as well. And then to go to a community, and I'm sure you've been to communities, events where they are catering to uh, maybe the hearing impaired or deaf or blind, to be part of a community like that, the camaraderie and the feeling like, wow, 
This is the Eden of my life. This is where everyone comes together. This is home. This feels right. That is priceless. Oh, and by the way, there's two stages of music all day. Exactly. Exactly. And the reason we have two stages, though, is because the local Denver, you know, I, I, I know I'm probably biased, but man, we, you know, we, we love our music and we have some, the most amazing musicians here. And as musicians, the local musicians have found out about Shine, they, they want to be a part of it. And so we just had so many people that have, we had no choice but to offer a second stage. When you think about adversity that so many people experience, persons with disabilities, and I, as you know, I'm a speaker and I say to people, listen, nobody wants to have a disability in life, but it makes you the most empathetic, compassionate, and problem solver. You are so capable of accomplishing so many more things compared to able-bodied people. And this isn't a macro, you know, generalized statement here, but to be able to go through everyday life, you can't take a day off from being disabled. But right. here, here's a way for you to celebrate life on a grand scale. Exactly, exactly. You mentioned it's that feeling when you said home, my first concert back um, at my at my uh, sanctuary Red Rocks. Uh, uh, it was it was I'm going to gear. I warned you that we start talking about this. I'm going to get well, choked up no matter how many times I get to say it. Uh, it's it, the the thing for me, it, sure, I missed live music, and sure, I missed my friends and meeting new friends, but what I really missed was the community, that live music, when you're, when suddenly the energy from the band, it connects with the energy from the audience, and this new realm of reality is created and you look over to your right at this person that you have no idea who they are and you smile and you you're you're there you're connected their effort at least that moment it's a community all connected in that energy and that's why i want this to be inclusive i want people of all abilities to come and i don't want anybody separated because i want them inside that energy ball and so that's, it's home. And for the first time in their lives, thousands of people are going to get the opportunity to feel what, that, what that's like. And, and their disability isn't going to be a barrier to that experience because it, the energy permeates everything. It's palpable already. It, uh, it, uh, it's the moment I'm waiting for. It's the, it's the thing that on those you know, 18 hour days, it's what keeps me going. That moment when I get to look at the crowd and go, there it is. We've created a community. Sean Satterfield, I know you're a web designer, but I know whatever field you're in, and I'm so glad you're doing this event because when you have as much passion, energy, devotion, and fortitude to anything in life, but when you apply to the Shine Music Festival, I guarantee it's going to be a home run. Yeah, I 100%. I 100%. And this comes a long way from when you organize a league, a hockey league for uh, <laughs> banning all inclusion show up trophies for all the kids, right? You're like, no. Oh, man, that was not a popular decision. <laughs> yeah, I just I didn't I, I don't really agree with uh, uh, participation trophies at the end of the year. You know, these sports and parents spend so much money and time and and they give them a trophy for, for you for going. You have a trophy, though. 
<laughs> no, no, I don't like that. And so that's what I did. I was like, I just kind of felt like everybody was ungrateful. And so I arranged a day for um, a skate with um, the boys. They probably were about set eight years old, maybe, and, uh, and with Special Olympics. And the, the kids came out and they all paired up and skated and, um, you know, just tried to bring their reality, you know, just, hey, guys, you know, be grateful for what you have. You don't need some trophy to do that. And so, yeah, that was my first kind of uh, inclusion event um, long, long time ago, probably 20 years ago. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> that makes you feel good. I'm going to be a little bit of a parent here and brag. The other week, my daughter scored three goals in a game and I'm her coach, right? So I had to be very cool on the side. I'm like, good job, good job. <laughs> but I said to everybody, and this is true, it's not that she scored three goals. It's that after every goal, she attempted to score another goal like she hadn't scored one yet. She didn't let up. And I think that is so revealing about a person's passion and determination and soul in life. You can't teach that. No, exactly. That's it. It's and it's this. It, it it's great. You you reach this now. What's next? Yeah. It's it's a um. A Simon Sinek had this really great talk the other day that reminded me. He always talks and it's so simple. It's the um when people are skiing through the trees and you're like, well, how do they not hit the trees? Well, they're not saying don't hit the trees. They're keeping their eyes on the path. And so in life, if we just keep our eyes on the path and not the obstacles, we'll continue to move forward. Then the path doesn't ever end. So yeah, just keep your eye on the path and keep That's moving. Parallel, Sean. Yeah. And here you are, you know, it's, it's a constant in your life, semi-constant, because again, with your mom exposing you to persons with disabilities, and then you have Special Olympics, and then you have this event. Um, again, it's, it seems like a, a culmination uh, of something that's been weaving in and out of your life. Uh, no stranger to adversity, as we mentioned before. You lost your husband who died by suicide in 2010. Mm -hmm. uh, your son who uh, struggled, certainly. I certainly understand that because I actually found my brother after he died by suicide, uh, had an addiction issue with alcohol. Uh, but all these components have made you and your son uh, more resilient and to be able to be on that path that is taking you to be the inclusion architect to execute the Shine Music Festival. 100%. You know, that's, that's what, um, if life was easy, <laughs> I'm not sure we would really ever, you know, we wouldn't ask that question, what's my purpose? What's my why? Why am I here? Yeah. And, uh, and boy, when you get down into those low valleys, you ask yourself, what's my purpose and why am I here? And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's, and, but when, when you come out of it, you know, and you can turn these horrible events into something amazing. And, uh, tomorrow, uh, my son hits his two year sobriety. So, you know, we're way to go. Yeah. I, we, it's, it was a, it wasn't a fun journey by any stretch of the imagination, but neither one of us would be who we are had we not, you know, picked ourselves up and, and continued on that path. You know, this is, of course, uh, a barrier-free, the whole purpose of this event is for entertainment. <sighs> We're attracting audiences, you're attracting audiences, uh, persons with disabilities for the mainstream. Uh, that should be the bulk. I mean, that's what you're targeting. But when have you and have you, I'm sure, realized that, wow, yes, that was the bulk of my audience, my demographic that I'm appealing to. But now, 
without live music, people have been shut in for 16, 18 months, the mental health component, the dopamine, the positivity, you know, music is medicine. It's so powerful that it's just has added another whole component to this festival. It really has. Like I, I, and that's why, like you said that earlier, uh, although no one wanted 2020 and I definitely, you know, it happened and I definitely didn't want to postpone shine it you look at the timing, right? Sometimes you think the timing is just what's going on. And then you realize, oh my gosh, it's perfect because shine is going to be, it's needed now more than ever, even though it's 2021 and it's, it's a, it's just, it's kind of disgusting. I guess I don't know the right word that this hasn't happened before, you know, how has this not happened? And, um, and uh, yeah. And now it, it is. It's a healing all the way around. And that's a really good word. I, I, I'm interested in your take on that. I had our first tagline was or our tagline that we have is the healing power of live music, the healing power of music. And I had someone say something to me the other day. I don't need healed denial. <laughs> and I well, and I said, guess what? I don't have a disability. I mean, I, I, I have a disability that's that that doesn't affect my life right now. I have macular degeneration. I can see everything's fine. Well, it's an invisible disability, just like exactly, mine. exactly. Um, you know that who knows when the door is going to open on that kind of a thing. Um, and, uh, and I was like, music is healing. I don't I, I I'm mentally healthy. Thankfully, I'm I, I'm physically healthy. And it is healing. It doesn't mean I'm healing you. It is healing. So I'm going to stand by that. I'm going to stand by it and say there is an amazing healing power of live music. Absolutely. I totally agree. I mean, nourishing yourself is healing yourself. So mm -hmm. you have to eat, you have to drink. So that is a form of healing. Going to work is a form of healing because we need to feel like we're a part of something larger or feel like we can be productive. A, a vital part of society. So yeah, no, it's a, it's a macro sense and music is right in there, man. in that wheel of important aspects. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah so talk it's, about the venue. I mean, it sounds beautiful. It's Denver, Colorado. I mean, the fresh air alone. I mean, book me a flight now, man. Uh, My oh, God. I will. I'll get right on it's there. Some incredible. cheap flights right now. <laughs> um, of course. I mean, obviously there's so many different aspects that you've considered the bathroom uh, accessibility must be just a gargantuan aspect. Yeah, yeah. So um, we are uh, the Love of Pavilion. Talking about bathrooms. I know, you know I know. But believe me, that was an entire, you know, entire two-hour meeting. Hey, um, and, too, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, the Love of Pavilion is uh, it's it's beautiful. It's all outdoors, and from you know, it's. Uh, yes, the bands on the stage get to look out at the beautiful people, but all the people get to look beyond the stage and the, the skyline is right there. And it's just, it's, be it's a beautiful, beautiful park. And um, the, the Levitt Foundation did a great job in building um, this venue. And uh, the bathrooms are, um, uh, yeah, there's the porta potty, but they have like the built-in. And we have, we are actually all standing built-in um uh is that the, I don't the right word um that are always there right the permanent structures those are all going to be completely reserved for ADA okay. and then we're going to have the porta potties and then we'll also have accessible porta potties as well do you think in the year 2021 we'd have a better name than porta potty 
I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so 1960s. Well, and you're like, when they're sitting in the meeting, and they look, we created this box and people are like, let's just call it yeah, a port. And whoever said porta potty and everyone's like, yeah, that's great. She called it so. an S box because that's what it basically you know, <laughs> it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. I would have voted for that, Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what's really nice that, you know, from what I read, the Levitt Foundation is granting you this venue. When I say granted, <sighs> correct, it's without a fee. Yeah. Um, uh, boy, um, Chase uh, Wessel is, uh, and you got to understand this conversation happened like right, you know, when I started realizing the moment I accepted it and stopped saying why me and realized, whoa, this is my purpose. Like it was as that the universe just said, okay, she's, she finally got it. And it was this floodgate. And um, I probably sounded like a pretty crazy woman to this guy. And um, I, he just, he got it, even though there really wasn't a lot of substance, you know, as a salesperson, it was, I would have rated it an F, you know, from facts and having all my information together. Um, but he said, um, so Levitt, um, one of the things that the Levitt Foundation does is there are 26 Levitt pavilions across the United States wow. and they do a free concert series all, every summer and it gives back to the communities Right. And so what they've done is they've given me one of their free concert series spots, which means uh, it, which means that there's about almost $20,000 of funding that we don't have to worry about. So That's it's huge. pretty amazing. It's huge. It's because you have to pay for this, the backdrop, the PA, yeah. the lights, the uh, lids for the cups. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. S boxes. Exactly. Yeah. S lots of S boxes. And the t-shirts. The t-shirts. Yes. I, I, I'm so excited. I actually you have a design available. Yeah, I have. Well, I have the Braille. Oh, that's awesome. So we used puff ink. Guy who's visually impaired. I know. I know. Can you see it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, I kind of, um, thankfully we did have this verified. Um, we were getting ready. We printed this right before everything shut down. And so we never, you know, we, we didn't get, get to move forward. And Kind of like when you see people with those Chinese tattoos and they say, oh, it says love. And you're like, does it really? Are you sure? That was kind of, I wanted to make sure, do we have this? And so we thankfully have a really great person um, who is kind of going to be our Braille uh, interpreter and you know, making sure we got all that squared away. And we're going to use Puff Ink and incorporate that into the t-shirt. Fantastic. When you were referring before Sean Satterfield to the uh, frequency patch, is that available to purchase or is that free at the venue of the day of? Um, it is, uh, it, they're not per, for purchase yet. Um, this will actually be the first time they're ever at a music event. This is a, like a, this is a huge, you know, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it's full body sound is the name of the, and, and honestly, um, the guy, he builds, he's a rocket scientist <laughs> and this is and just something yeah and he loves music and this kind of whole thing created and um and so what i'm hoping though is um it, when you're trying to talk to somebody about a concept that doesn't exist i think i already told you this already always listening concept and someone hears music festival and they just they tune out because they know what a music festival is and it, it's the same thing you know full body sound is 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 just i think this is going to be really impactful for them to um for pe for people to see how these this really small device can just truly impact yeah. you know people you could take it it's like the size of an altoid box i would love to try it 
Uh, well, I yeah, you have. You, I think you really need to come out here for this. <laughs> I promise you. I promise you that I'll give you the VIP treatment. <laughs> oh, excellent, excellent. Um, and also, it sounds fascinating that um, as you are, I'm not sure if you're certified, but an American Sign Language interpreter. I, no, I, um, I, I studied that in college. So I used to know, it. I took two years of it and um, was really great. Um, I, I loved doing it. And I unfortunately, I think I pretty much only remember like the bad rusty. words. Okay. You yeah. remember, I love you and I want to rock. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And as a yeah. pathology major, I mean, this is again, in line, I think in your subconscious, you were meant to come this path, you know, to heal, to heal. Oh, it, 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 I, I 100%, I 100% believe that my purpose has been laid out from day one. And, um, I, uh, whether or not I was supposed to pick up on it before, hmm. you know, whatever, but I, <clears throat> I'll tell you, once you connect with your purpose and that's crazy, everybody has a purpose. Cause if I have a purpose, everybody has a purpose. And imagine what the world would be like if even 50% of the people on the planet follow their purpose. So, um, and, and I'll tell you, it, it, it aligns, it just, things just work. Yeah. And, uh, um, it's a, it's a, it's an energy, this fire, oh you know, God. that as soon as you connect with it. Good for you. Good for you. And of course, on stage, as I alluded to a moment ago, you're going to have interpreters on every stage every stage. I actually connected with an amazing woman with um, Flow Interpretive uh, this week, and she actually had a client in Seattle uh, who had, hey, what's going on with this Shine Music Festival in Denver? And so she hadn't heard of it and went online and we connected. And um, I'm pretty sure we were separated at birth. We are like one and the same human beings. And, uh, and I want um, if you, you've been, you've, I'm sure you've seen sign language interpreters at concerts and there's some that are just, you know, they're doing their job. And then there's those that just like, totally like widespread it. panic. Oh my gosh, Emily. Oh, yeah. she, she's on her whole own show. And I really it want that. Out. Yo. Yeah. And so we're just like 100%, we're going to have everything, whether it's the MC talking or the bands there, will, it, everything will always be accessible. We will never turn that off shinemusicfestival.com s-h-i-n-e musicfestival.com sean satterfield inclusion architect <laughs> congratulations on creating something that i'm sure will be around for many decades let's hope so let's just hope this um inaugural event blows the doors open for people all over the globe spread the all word over. if you're listening to this if you know somebody with a disability without a disability spread the love spread the music everyone loves live music and needs to be showered upon with frequencies and an open venue in denver on august 8th thank you so much mark yeah it's 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 um it's it's coming fast and slow all at the same time but we're really excited for this day to come uh, important question last question sean Mm -hmm. Do you have to pre-register because the tickets are free so do you have need to have a headcount or will you just close the door at 7,500. Yeah, what we're going to do, we want to make sure, right, that the people that um, are serving definitely get in, right? So we are going to set up a um, kind of a pre-RSVP um, for people who, so the aso various associations like Easter Seals and Access Gallery that we've worked with and um, the Davis Finney Foundation, and um, they will be able to send to their member base a uh, code 
to kind of, hey, RSVP so that we have an kind of idea of, you know, hey, we've got 2000 people coming and um, and then that's our way. And then hopefully uh, our plan is to open the doors to those people 30 minutes before the general public. So just to kind of help ease yeah. that whole kind of um, get them in, let them have that little bit of a time to kind of wander around. And mm-hmm. this is the first time they get have access to the whole, to a whole venue. Sure. So, you know, give yeah. them that space. They've never got to sit anywhere that, other than the front row. So, so go all sure. over. Absolutely. Enjoy it, man. Sprawl out. So for Insight listeners, do listeners have to pre-register or anyone uh, have to pre-register? No, no, they don't have to. Nope. It's a show up. And um, and uh, yeah, because I, we do definitely with the limited capacity. Um, we do expect this to, to sell out and or, you know fill up and reach capacity and we don't want to turn people away so if you if you want to if you really want to go just make sure you get there it starts at one o'clock um, it will end at 7 30 again from an accessibility standpoint just getting out before it gets dark uh, and so um, come early uh, make sure you get your spot and bring your blanket and uh, sit down and get ready for a great day and dance and just make meet your new community john satterfield great job keep rocking hey thanks mark so much i really appreciate you great stuff right yeah sean is the right person for the job man i really applaud her for what she's doing the board of directors everybody involved with shine music festival i uh thinking about getting out there folks because how could you not i mean airfares are kind of cheap nowadays but more importantly the cause the reason the camaraderie. There's something about, and if you don't have a disability, it happens in every area of life. When you feel a part of a community, whether you have a disability or not, there's something fulfilling about that. There's something whole about that. You, you can call it whole, you can call it healing, you can call it magical, but it's really cool. Whether it's just getting together with a few people to do yoga, to have a drink, a book club, I'm going out from my territory here, <laughs> from my wheelhouse. I've never been in a book club, never had any desire. But you know what? I'm sure if I tried it, I would love it because I love books. Anyway, so give, you know, consider it. Shine Music Festival happening August 8th, Denver, Colorado. So yeah, this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, I'm really, really psyched. You know, the, just even the scents and smells of summer are unbelievable. Um, you know, this is what we really need now. We need the beach. We need the ocean. We need the smell of suntan lotion, boardwalk, the feel of that hot boardwalk under your feet. Hot dogs, bring them on, man. French fries, barbecues, fireworks, living outside, right? Oh, yeah, and there's that one thing called concerts. Have you missed live music? Oh, man, I so have missed live music. We're talking about, obviously, the Shine Music Festival and this is just part and parcel because a festival, I think concerts are great. Festivals are even better because it's all day event. So people are not like rushing in to hear something and rushing home. No, they're coming. This is a destination event. Whether you live around a corner or live in New York City and you're flying out to Denver, this is something you're planning. I'm going to spend eight hours there, six hours there, seven hours, and I'm going to have a blast. I'm going to kick back, enjoy myself. Eagles, Lady Gaga, who else? Uh, country, uh, Luke Bryan, all have announced 2021 tours. Uh, Def Leppard, who else? Oh, Dave Matthews. I'd like to see him. I saw him last year. Oh, I saw him last year at the See Here Now Festival. 
check this out. Um, see here now, S-E-A, here as in hearing, now, Asbury Park in September. A great music festival. Um, it's on the beach, and, um, you know, it's really neat. They have, uh, I think, Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam is going to be the headliner, one of the headliners. Uh, very, very cool stuff. And James Taylor, going back to the people that are on tour in 21, a boatload of people have announced tours for 22. And I, I understand that because, you know, you can't book another tour because obviously in 20 they were canceled, uh, and most of them for the first quarter of 21. And the, the cost of just arranging something of that magnitude is significant. So I don't blame bands for not going on tour until 22. Some really big acts are waiting till 23 because I guess it's uh, venue availability, uh, you name it. And maybe they can't get all the band members to go on tour with them. So I'm sure there's a lot of moving parts. But really excited, though, man. I mean, in the Jersey Shore, on the Jersey Shore, rather, uh, which it's funny because most places you go, as far as I know, it's called the beach. But around here, a lot of, especially when you're, you work in New York City, people either say you go into the island or you go into the shore. The shore always refers to the Jersey Shore, the New Jersey beaches. I don't know how that started, but it's pretty cool because it's like a shore thing. It's a great shore shot, uh, a destination of enjoyment. You know, who doesn't like to go? Well, not everybody. Actually, Iggy, my friend Iggy, who I just talked about who died from COVID, hated the beach, loved the ocean, was a boater. But in terms of like the sand, no. A lot of people are like, no, I don't, I don't want to deal with the sand. But it's funny, when you're in New York City, people are like, oh, you're going to Long Island or New Jersey, the shore. So anyway, New Jersey is referred to as the shore, and it's a lot of fun. And again, it's just great for people to be able to go and gather, sit in your backyard, barbecue, go to someone's pool, jump in your own pool, hot tub, kiddie pool, run under the hose, whatever, man. Just go out there and get sun-kissed and turn up the music, right? There's something about, going. of course, like today's show is all about music because music is medicine, music is movement, music is just, just a huge part of my life, as you can tell. Um, I work, uh, I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm working on the air Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and I love it because I'm in the prime hours, people are out and about, and I love creating that party vibe, that atmosphere. Hey, it's Mark Farrell. We're going to have to leave it there. Gary Knowles next. Special thanks to my guest, Sean Satterfield, inclusion architect and one hell of a great person. Check out the Shine Music Festival. Have a great day. Have a grand Memorial Day. Be safe. Let your hair down. And live life, my friends. Enjoy. Insight with Mark Farrell. Check out this and all Insight shows on the Insight page at prn.fm. prn.fm. Have Mark speak at your company, your kid's school or college. Mark speaks on critical topics that affect kids and adults everywhere, from anti-bullying, mental health, drugs and alcohol, to overcoming adversity. Visit markfarrellmotivation.com for more info. Insight, Thursday mornings at 11 on the Progressive Radio Network. Network.